Welcome everyone to the next episode of the Send Nutrition Podcast. You're with your host Brian and Peter today and our podcast today is feeding for strong immunity for your horse and what are the certain nutrients that enhance your horse's immune response? How are you Peter? Brian, very well this week. The the week's gone with the with so quickly we blinked and it's already Friday, so I don't know where the where the time's gone. I know it's um we we it's really flying here the time because we got those three lines now: the send horse, dog, and human. And there's a hive of activity. Yeah, the collagen's been been sort of flying off the shelf. We're getting some really good results as well with the people that that have sort of started taking a couple of weeks ago. So everything's heading in, in the right direction with that. But Brian, we get onto the topic. So. The strong, strong immunity. So people might think, you know, herbs, plants, you know, bacterial extracts, sort of probiotics. Obviously, yeah, they will stimulate the, the, you know, the immune system. But we need to basically start at the foundation, which comes from a balanced diet. Yeah, 100%, Peter. When a horse is in training or competition, it really puts stress on that immune system and strenuous exercise, even a little bit of exercise you need to have a, a robust system that has its nutrients supplied. And today we're going to go through the nutrients that make the horse's immune system strong. And it'll give you a good overview of how it works in terms of helping the horse get through sickness in a better way by providing those building blocks. Yeah, Brian, we've mentioned that up to 80% of the horse's immune systems in its in its gut. So it's, it's paramount that if you've got a horse that you're performing with, doing whether it's endurance or any sort of stressful exercise those vitamins and minerals that that are obviously getting depleted daily they need to get replenished so we'll we'll go into obviously which ones are you know the most paramount and 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 obviously how building a strong immune system is the foundation because it it just doesn't save you money because when your horse gets sick and you got to call the vet and then you might have a round of antibiotics and then you might get other supplements so all this is avoidable obviously if you tick the boxes before the problem happens yeah and it really happens to a horse the way it develops its immune system at the first part of their life like a newborn foal it it acquires its protective immunity from antibodies that they obtain from the mother's milk so that's the colostrum and from that early age and then growing into a weanling growing into a yearling providing the building blocks even back then to help support that immune system develop just like a human being in terms of when we get exposed to pathogens and then we make that immune response it's the same for a horse but if we're not shortcutting on nutrients at that early stage that is one good step to the beginning of their life that's very well summarized and it's very paramount that we can't cut any corners at that early stage because obviously if we do cut corners then there will be issues that will come to fruition later in life and it, you know, it's a big investment to start it early and obviously you've got to be pretty vigilant with it as well and it might cost a little bit more. But if you do plan to have that horse for many years to come, you know, in my opinion, it's 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 money well spent and it's, it's like an insurance policy almost. Yeah, 100%, Peter. And we're going to outline the basic foundations that you can do with the nutrients for a horse and this really applies to any young horse and even an older horse. But Peter's going to take you through some really key nutrients that, that help support that immune system yeah brian i won't go through you know all of them but i'll just go through probably six or seven of the main ones so as many people know magnesium so magnesium's fed more as a as a calming supplement but it, it does a lot more than that so basically magnesium maintains the t lymphocytes um, it also participates in a regulation of, of of an inflammatory cytokine so that's where obviously that that stress comes into copper so obviously we've um you know we've spoken about that many times Copper maintains the, the structural integrity of the skin, the mucous membranes, the lymph nodes. 
zinc, there's a there's a big um, you know there's a big deficiency in Australia with zinc because because the iron is so high. So zinc basically is a is a super antioxidant, um, and it's very important for you know for the production of the system cells and then a function including you know direct cellular killing of the organisms um it is as i said previously it's very very under under supplied in australia more so because a lot of the supplements don't focus on the zinc and the copper the the more about sort of high calcium you know high phosphorus high potassium but yes around i think that zinc and copper are the two most important trace minerals in the overall diet I totally echo those thoughts, Peter, and that's why the whole SEN feed program and our SEN vitamin mineral products have that organic zinc, so the chelated zinc, which is better absorbed because it's attached to a protein, and we want the horse to utilise it through their pathways and systems. So the key structural role and the roles that zinc plays in that immune system is absolutely amazing because more than 300 enzymes and transcription factors rely on zinc. So if you really shortcutting that or if you're overdoing your iron it's not going to help that system function in the best way and that in turn is going to affect the way your horse is protected from infection yeah that's very well summarized brian um also you've got the you know the standard big ones you know vitamin a it's um like if you've got pasture fantastic you might get vitamin a and vitamin e out of pasture but if you don't if you're on a hay only diet these need to be be supplemented and obviously look at pretty high levels i think we've got one of the highest vitamin e levels in our in our grain free and also the cf50 um vitamin c is very underrated we have noticed a lot of feed companies don't put much vitamin c um, and when they do it it is at a at a pretty low level so with with exercise with stress uh, some of the research papers we read i think vitamin c even needs to be supplemented up to 10 or 15 grams per day so there's no way that um that a horse can generate that much. So basically it needs to be supplemented. Yeah, particularly those performance horses when that whole gut microbiome is is under stress, it, it can be affected. So a horse can make amounts of vitamin C itself. So it's synthesised in the liver, excess vitamin C gets flushed from the body. But in that times of performance, that production can be lowered. And then it's, it is a good idea to, to supplement on top just to help support any role it plays in that immune function. Yeah, that's very well summarised, Brian. I think the message I'd like to take to our listeners is that it's probably more in Australia rather than than in the US, but a lot of the feed companies have a very low vitamin mineral levels inside the hard feeds, which forces the end user to feed more of the product. And that might be from three kilos, four kilos, five, even we've seen it up to six or seven kilos. So it's great for revenue when you're feeding six or seven kilograms of a product, but if the vitamin mineral levels are that low that the user is forced to feed six or seven kilograms to to hit the recommended NRC levels, then it's actually costing you a lot of money. Um, but also, if it is a grain-based feed, you could be obviously causing a lot of damage at the same time. So that happens quite often. What we've done is we've tried to put a high level of vitamin minerals inside a healthy product where you're feeding a lot less and you're feeding those products are more for the vitamins and minerals rather than the actual calories itself. Yeah, it's an underrated look at the way feeding has evolved in Australia. So we've found that sweet spot where we want to promote the horse to eat a lot of long stem roughage and not copious amounts of their hard feeds. So when we do get inquiries and the horse owner says the horse is not eating their hay, I ask what is the volume of hard feed you're feeding and Generally, nine times out of ten, it's like three, four, five kgs. And their horse is actually too full from that hard feed and not getting enough roughage. 
And this is a problem because you need digestible and indigestible fiber to be moving through the horse on a daily basis due to the way that their body is built, that, that physiology, because if they don't, then you're going to be promoting symptoms like colic-like symptoms because there's no flow of digestible and indigestible matter through there. So you can easily prevent these conditions from occurring, especially colic, if you provide high amounts of roughage and lower amounts of hard feed for your horse. Yeah, it's like the industry's almost got the cart before the horse, Brian. Like it's, it's upside down in a way because like when we have sort of inquiries or even sort of some possibly new clients call us and go, oh, well, you know, you're saying like a one kilogram feed rate for sort of maintenance up to light work. They go, oh, well, geez, my horse is going to die from it. But that's that that's that misconception where we're not feeding the one kilogram for the calories. We're feeding the one kilogram to correct the vitamin and mineral deficiency that your horse has. And they're not seeing the 100 acres of, of pasture that that horse might be in. It's weird because like they've got, you know, they've got the full hay bag or they've got the big round bale or they have the, you know, the acres and acres of pasture and they're scared that the horse is going to, you know, drop weight because it's getting one kilogram of a vitamin mineral product. It's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. And you're supporting that immune system through that vitamin mineral product and you're supporting that immune system through that roughage because it's low in starch, low in sugar. So that's really promoting a good, healthy microbiome, having all that fibre amount. So... That in turn helps that immune system in every way. When you shortcut your fibre, you're not preserving that microbiome. And because 80% of the immune system is in that gut area, that can lead to immune system problems down the track. Yeah, and also the cost of it. Like if you calculate whatever a bag costs times five kilograms, or you're going to let your horse eat four kilograms of hay or four kilograms of pasture, and then one kilogram of a vitamin mineral product, I will guarantee it will be cheaper on a cost per day. And it's also as an example sort of for humans, you know, we take sort of multivitamins here. And I mean, you know, we might take one or two tablets. I'm not taking that tablet as my calorie source or my energy source. I'm taking that tablet to correct my deficiency and I'm getting my calories from external food you know i.e pasture hay long stem roughage whatever that might be so we're just trying to get people's heads around that these hard feeds they're not designed to be you know the foundation of your diet they're they're designed to complement your diet but you got to fall back on your on your pasture on your hay that's the foundation and even you know i think 99 percent of of um feed companies must have on their bag or have on their bag you know feed 1.52 1.52 to 2.5 percent roughage whether that's hay or chaff or whatever so if you're feeding five kilograms of a hard feed they're not going to eat another two percent of roughage it's just impossible yeah and that's what horse owners have to assess in their own environment if your horse is not eating sufficient amount of roughage it's not touching its hay one it could be due to the quality of the hay to that hard feed volume may be too much and then a good diet review would be Pretty beneficial for your horse, but also for your wallet in your pocket. <laughs> I'm getting a sore back, Brian. So <laughs> I'm just joking. But um, yeah, it, it's it is very common. I think every week we do get inquiries that the horse is not eating its hay, it's not keeping condition. The calories in that hard feed, depending on what you're feeding, they could be empty calories as well, highly processed. Whereas when they do want that diet analyzed, we can go through find that calorie balance, find that vitamin mineral balance, and then more importantly with this podcast, try and find all those trace minerals that are required for that immune system function, and then then you'll be all set for that horse to give it its best potential in life. That's exactly right, Brian. And for our 
any of our new listeners out there, we've got two products, obviously, that are a vitamin mineral uh, palette of products. So we've got the CF50, which is designed for good doers. So if you've got a mini or you've got a horse that's extremely on the heavier side, it's only, I think, from 100 grams to about 250 grams feed rate. So it's, it's extremely low, but it's extremely concentrated. So that product, the CF50, for any any new listeners out there is for good doers and then we've got our grain free so obviously that still has very high vitamins and, and minerals but you know, the minimum feed rate there is sort of from half a kilo all the way up to probably two kilos for, for performance horses and that's for horses that aren't obviously as as well conditioned might be for horses that are athletes in terms of whether it's endurance or, or sort of thoroughbreds or any performance horses that's that, that still need the extra calories in a, in a high fiber source but also don't skimp on the vitamins and minerals. So we do get that question asked, sort of how do these products differ? CF50, good doer, um, the grain-free pretty much for a horse that needs extra calories or to put on a bit of weight as well. Yeah, and additionally to that, you probably know that we do have a high omega-3 oil, the Sen oil. If you don't know about Sen oil, I'm not sure where. You should. I don't know. <laughs> you probably should contact us because, um, yeah. yeah, it might not be in the area, which is pretty rare these days. So... What, what we have is you got omega-3 and omega-6 in the diet. So the horse needs it in the diet. They're essential because they cannot make it themselves. When you do have a hay-only ration, that hay is deficient in omega-3 compared to pasture. Omega-6 is found abundant in all hard feeds. So you don't really want to supplement an oil high in omega-6 on top of it. You want a really good quality omega-3 oil. And there's various qualities out there you've got to really go with a trusted brand because the amount of oxidation that can occur with these, it needs to be stabilised properly. But Sen Oil has the track record of being the highest quality, really high levels. And what we want to do is get that and feed it fresh and not put it in our pellets, which are heated. So we're one of the only companies that don't put an oil through their pellet because we don't want an oxidised oil being consumed by a horse. And we've got a podcast that explains that very well and it's all about preserving antioxidants. And these omega-3 and omega-6 have impacts in the immune system and providing more omega-3 in your supplement range that can have really good beneficial effects, not only on the outside of that sunshine, but also on the inside. That's what I'll summarise, Brian. Um, and also between that sen oil, obviously, what you just explained, and either the CF50 for a good doer or the grain-free, obviously, for a horse that needs more calories, between those two products plus your hay or your pasture, that that's pretty much your balanced diet. And people go, oh, geez, like that's only two things or, you know, they're going to starve. But that's what it is. It's a balanced diet. So, you know, if it is a hay diet, obviously you're correcting the omega-3 with the, with the oil. You're getting really good, cool calories. 100 ml of oil is the equivalent of about 350 grams of oats or, or any sort of commercial premix feed. So the oil is very energy dense, which means that the horse will put on weight pretty quick as well so if you've got a mini you know you've got to be careful that you that you don't want to get too big but you do want to get the omega-3 benefits out of it as well so between those two products as i said most diets for a horse that's not in any extreme work can be can be balanced uh, and the cost per feed per day is obviously very very cost effective as well and and you know you're not feeding too much of one thing you know you don't need to top up with a magnesium supplement or a vitamin c supplement or you know you might you know add a little bit of this or a bit of that everything's already in those two in those two hard um you know hard feed palleted products and another thing that we can touch on is as a horse ages particularly the older horses, their immune system function is decreased and they may be 
and they may be susceptible to infection a lot more. So that's even more crucial to feed them that roughage. If their teeth are not as good, find some fibre sources that are a bit softer. Make do with what you can for them in their later years in life, but also balance it up with healthy non-grain-based products, including the oil, which is is good for that whole profile and, and easy to ingest. That's what summarise, Brian. And look, if any of our listeners out there are still confused, we do offer free diet analysis. Yeah, the success we've had with the diet reviews is is really amazing. And if you can see what your aims are for your horse and work backwards and, and you can find little things that you can improve, at Sen, we can improve that nutrient profile. We've got no doubt about that. And also get access to the product where we're really growing Australia-wide. We're well-established in, in most of the states. And, yeah, if you if you ever have any problems accessing the product, just reach out. Yeah, that's – Brian, I think that pretty much summarises anything you'd like to leave on a, on a take-home message for our listeners. No, I think the most important thing is that foundation of roughage and a good vitamin mineral pellet balancer as the Sen Grain Free or the Sen – CF50 and look at your horse even throughout the the change in seasons extra balance which is our digestive product is another good addition as an insurance particularly for the horses that are in heavy work and and that just gives good support to that whole digestive system which in turn gives good support to the immune system so that's only the other thing to think about but um yeah, I think that's about it. I'd like to leave our listeners with just one take-home message that even if you've got pasture, it's most likely going to be deficient in something. It's, it's probably going to have too much iron and, and from the lab tests we've seen, it's going to be deficient in zinc and copper and, and some other trace minerals. So it is it is very important to correct that deficiency because for a young horse, you might not see it for a couple of years, but there will come a time where you know those deficiencies will come to fruition it's so easy to get on top of it from when they're young and it is very cost effective and it just puts your mind at ease and if you are going to keep that horse for for a longer period of time you don't want to be running into trouble with it down the track where something so small is so you know it's so easily sort of to knock on the head from from day one yeah and at all stages of life with a horse feeding the foundations is the most important thing so even if you get a horse later on in life it's it's not too late to get that microbiome in a better state by feeding a lot more fibre than typically fed in the past, you'll ensure better health to the horse later on. Well, with more fibre, Brian, you're going to get a calmer horse and then you're not reaching out for those calming supplements like the magnesium. So it's it's all getting to the root cause. You know, like we do get a lot of phone calls with some horses being irate and sort of, you know, naughty, if, if you can say it. But, you know, if they're getting six kilograms of a grain-based feed, I mean, everyone's going to be a bit naughty. <laughs> You're climbing up the walls. Yeah. yeah, so it is avoidable and and um and yeah, so you are gonna get obviously add on benefits by having a diet which is high in fibre and, and obviously long stem roughage, you you know, you're gonna create more saliva, which obviously will help with digestion. It's a natural anti ulcer. So just going back to nature, you know, horses in a wild, uh, the trickle feeders they they roam on pasture, they're vegetarians. They need a bit of carbohydrates, but not the main source of their energy should come through carbs, sugars and starches. Yeah, we 100% echo that, Peter. So I think that about wraps that up. I think it's a Friday afternoon now and too early for gin, I think. I can I can hear the uh, the ice rattling in the background. <laughs> Someone must be pouring me one. <laughs> I wish. It's been a week. I wish. It's been a week. No, it's, <laughs> it's, um, it's good. I think everyone's recovered up here on the floods, but... I, we really still feel for those northern rivers areas and, yeah, I hope everyone is okay because they got another deluge during the week. 
Yeah, and we'll um, we'll be back again next week with uh, with another podcast for everyone. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Cheers, Mike.